Go. Hey, Husky fans. Welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast. I'm Trevor. Jake. And we're like Schilling and Johnson. <laughs> Diamondbacks pictures. Yeah, you know they shared the MVP that year. I did know that. And what I believe... Uh, 2003? No, 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 no. 2001. Yes. The, the only reason I know that is because 9-11 happened that year. And the Yankees were destined to win that World Series until the Diamondbacks showed up. Yeah, they uh, they sure beat the pants off the Mariners that year, didn't they? Oh man! Uh, and who I can't remember who the relief pitcher was, but he blew like three saves in the World Series. The uh, the Yankees? No, the Diamondbacks. Oh uh, yeah, Kim. Uh, I think his last name was. I go I go Schilling Johnson and uh, Luis Gonzalez. That's about uh, Craig Council. There, I named four. Uh, they had that third baseman too. That Matt coaches Williams. now. Yeah, yeah, that was a good team. We can keep. Go- well, yeah, they won the World Series. Something <laughs> Seattle has yet to even go to. Oh well. So we're starting this off on a uh, negative note, and we're gonna <laughs> probably gonna go through. Probably stay there. Oh man. Um. So. In in all honesty, neither of us, when we were talking about getting this episode done, really wanted to do it. After losing, like Washington did, it's hard to it's hard to listen to podcasts that week about Washington. It's not that you're fair weather, but you're going to hear the same things. It's going to be a lot of negativity. And I kind of want to shout out Lionheart R on Instagram, who told us he was excited about hearing our take on it and. Uh, it just kind of gave me, gave us really a, as a collective group that like, okay, we can do this. And it's, it's how Washington athletics is more of a community, more than just, you know, your favorite team rooting on 19 year olds. Yeah, man, this is uh, kind of what keeps you going. You know, uh, you get fan feedback and you get guys that even after a loss are excited to hear your perspective on things and, like you said, you know, I wasn't real gung-ho about doing the pod this week after watching that abysmal performance. But, uh, you know, it's it's nice to know that people want to know our opinion on things. And, um, you know, I got a lot of opinions this week. <laughs> yeah, I did too from pretty much everybody. So down to my four, fourth grader. So that was fun. Good. Okay, so let's get into this disaster, huh? We shall. Washington falls to the California Golden Bears by a score of 12 to 10. Let's start with the obvious. The offense was um, absolutely atrocious after the first drive. The first drive, they looked like they were in control. The second drive, they also looked like they were in control until Jake threw a, a, a terrible pick. Um, down the sideline when we were marching down towards the red zone. Yeah, man. Uh, Jake definitely did not have it going. He had it going early, and then it seemed like uh, he threw that pick, and Jake forgot how to throw the court or throw the ball. You might even just want to say he forgot how to throw the quarterback because, man, that was brutal. <laughs> Uh, I think he did throw the quarterback. Man, 11 of 21 on the day for 148 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Yeah. Not, not what you need. No. Well, no, no, I disagree. It was what they needed. What they didn't need was an in, a pick six thrown by their backup quarterback. I don't. I didn't want to get into this already. Let's do but it. it Dive but in. if – but if Jake stays in that game, we win that game. Jake Browning manages a football game, okay? He doesn't have this year, okay? Throw out 2016, okay? Let's just forget that year existed, okay? This year and last year, Jake has been a game-managing quarterback. All he has to do is not lose the game for his defense. He's the Trent Dilfer of the 2001 Baltimore Ravens, okay? If if we don't go out there as an offense and lose that game, we're going to win that game. The deciding factor of that game is a pick six 
that's thrown by your backup redshirt freshman quarterback. Here's the deal, man. You you obviously, by the tone and what you're saying, you disagree with the call that Peterson made. Am I right? Yes. And I've said it before, and I will say it again. I love Coach Peterson. He is my generation's dog father, okay? There hasn't been – I mean, Rick Neuheisel for one year – Um there hasn't been a better coach for the UW than Chris Peterson. With that, be- are what? you call are you calling for Jim Mora right now? That's not even funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a horrible, horrible thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but and like I said, I yes, love yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You, okay. So you like Chris Peterson, but you totally disagree. But with that was the you put so much doubt in your team that I don't know if you can reconcile that this year. Man, we just have total opposite takes. Um, I agree that, that Jake is a game manager and you probably squeak by with a win only because your defense played like the they best. Should. That was the best defensive performance of the year. They've only allowed 15 points a game this year. All you have to do is not blow it. Let's be honest here. The you can attribute one of those field goals to a terrible uh, kick coverage. So the defense was playing well, and you are right that I think if Jake Browning stays in, they probably win the game. However, what message are you sending to your team when your quarterback is when your offense is? anemic when your offense is not moving and there is no life on that side of the ball when your defense is balling out of control okay but what other message are you sending to your team when your four-year starting quarterback that has sweat and blood and teared his way through his four years and done every and broken every record for your program and put in the time and the effort and he gets benched for one bad game He's not getting benched for one bad game. He's ha- he, this is okay. No, may, maybe you're right, but what it's telling you is you have to be on top of your game at all times. I'm totally in support of it. Jake Browning's body language was not good during the game, and Chris Peterson. Everybody else is looking at that, seeing that. Chris Peterson took took out receivers who were dropping the ball, running backs who were not making plays. If you and were going to make this, and then, hold on, and then to leave your quarterback in because he's a four-year starter and all that stuff you said sends the wrong message to a lot of guys. If you were going to make this move, why wouldn't you have done it last year against Arizona State when when Jake had the same performance? Because this is why like, wait. Why wait until his senior year? <laughs> Got let him. Me, let, no, no, you didn't get me because he was. He didn't. He didn't play. He didn't play bad up until that Arizona State game. This he hasn't Cal played game, bad this had, year. He what? He hasn't played bad at all this year until the Cal game. He has he did not he has not played well in some games. He hasn't played 2016 well, but he ha, he hasn't cost us a game prior to the Cal game and I don't even think he he didn't cost us that game. Let's talk here. Let's talk uh what Hayner did. Uh, while he was in the game, okay? In the two drives, Hayner was in the offense. They ran 10 plays for 30 th- 37 total yards in two drives and threw the game-deciding pick six. Was it worth it to bench your st- four-year starting quarterback for that? Yes. Yes, it was. To lose to California. Yes. And And, and – at the time, you didn't know that Oregon lost. What, what are you telling your team if one guy – he took out – so what he said in the press conference is he took out every single receiver. He took out every single uh, offensive lineman at one point in that game. Took out every single running back because they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. How can you look at your team and say, I'm going to do that but leave this guy in? 
But later in the press conference, he also said his biggest regret was taking Jake out. I didn't hear that. I did. Now, you can look at it hindsight and you can say that. But I think the teachable moment in that moment is one of those moments that you go back to. And I'm not saying that Jake Browning is uh, the cornerback that's, uh, that ended up being the first-round pick. What's his name? What? The cornerback who ended up getting kicked off the team ended up being oh, a first round pick. Oh, uh, Peters. Sean, Peters. Mike, uh, yeah, Marcus Peters. This is the, uh, Jake Browning is not Marcus Peters. However, no. that is a program-defining moment where you say no one is above my program. If you're not competing, if you're not doing what I say how I say it, you're not going to play. And it's not that you're not going to ever play again. You're going to sit for a couple series – and you're going to have a chance to come back and still win. And he could not do that. I really, I really wish I knew. I, I wish I was a fly on Chris Peterson's shoulder when him and, and Jake were having that conversation on the sideline. Well, you could see it on TV. What did he say? Well, I, I don't know. All, the only thing I saw to Jake's mouth was why. Exactly. And that's the problem. He said, I want you to think about it. And then he said, why? Yeah. You can't I mean, do that. Dude. I mean, I get, I get your point. But and, and, and I get Jake's, yours. Jake, Jake's Jake's body tone after getting benched was not good. He was pouting and he was sulking uh, until he went over to give Hayner a little slap on the tush and say, "Hey, man, it'll be aight." Right. But um, you know, I just I heard I've heard a couple theories on why Jake got benched in the first place. One interesting one was that. Jake was changing the play on the line of scrimmage and Chris Peterson isn't about that with, you know, first year offensive coordinator Bush Hamden in there and kind of undermining him. So I mean, um, you know, I don't have a source. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Okay. Was it, was it a podcast or an article? I think it was on the radio. And I just think it was a theory I heard. Okay. And I kind of wanted to hear, you know, it, it's speculation, but what do you think? Do you think that's something that Jake would do? Well, you yeah. know, hey, I'm a four-year starter. I have the ability to change the plays whenever I want. Do you think he got a little crazy with it maybe? Um, I think Jake has had the ability to and the, and the reins to go ahead and do that whenever – uh, for for most of his tenure as the starting quarterback. They say he's a coach on the field, all that kind of stuff, but he is a really smart football mind. Do you think it got him in trouble a little bit, maybe? It could have, and maybe that's why – and we don't know the context of I want you to think about it. Yeah. Because it could be his body language. It could be his decision-making. It could be his audibling into plays that weren't what they wanted. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. I like what Chris Peterson said that, you know, there's not a, there's not a tougher guy. There's not a smarter guy. You know, Jake, Jake Browning's that his leader, that's his quarterback. I like that. He said that, that he came out and supported him. And I think that if both guys come in with a growth mindset, that this is a, a, a lost battle, but the, the war is still winnable, that it could be a positive for both parties. How could you say that that's my guy, that's my quarterback, when you just benched him? Because it wasn't a benching due to he – was, he wasn't looking for another guy. He was sending a message. It, he got benched. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, okay, you play basketball at a high level. Sure. High-ish. High, high did you ever get benched? <laughs> I got in a lot of foul trouble. Does did that you, count? Did you, <laughs> did you ever – did something happen on the floor that your coach didn't like that he took you out for a while? Um, man, I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I played the game the right way. A lot of times, you know, I was, did you, did you I was kind of, miss- I was, I was kind of the Jake Browning of the team. You know, I'm not, I was never the most talented guy, but I always did things the right way. So I think I had the ability to mess up every once in a while and not get benched for that. You know what I mean? Did Team captain, ever, and I, I, I don't know. I'm you're, prob- you're, missing, you're missing my point. You're missing my prob- point. Probably, yeah, yeah, I probably am. Probably, yeah, I probably did. I know I got teched up a couple of times. Yeah, so you got taken out. 
it's a message sent that that's not going to happen. And then you go back. Technical foul is a great rate, a great thing. Kids, you know, you, you don't want to get technical. Sometimes there's times to get technicals. Did you ever get a technical? You, you probably in hindsight shouldn't have gotten. Absolutely. I got teched for trying to bring the rim down for no reason. Did you climb a ladder or how did you do that? I dunked on you. Shut up. <laughs> God, I hate it when you say that. I'm too fired up for that joke. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. God. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, anyhow, this, you were taken I mean, out of the game because you needed – there was something that had to be – there was a message that had to be sent. Don't climb a ladder. Grab a rim and try to break it. Right? <laughs> sure. Go sit on the bench and think about it. That's sure. what Chris Peterson did. Not, I'm benching you. You're not my guy anymore. Basket that is a completely – different way to look at it because basketball players are regularly rotated in and out but so nobody plays the entire game how many how many receivers do you see going a game does byron murphy ever get rotated out yeah no dude are you serious byron murphy yeah he is not out there 100 percent of the place jordan miller uh, he hasn't seen the field in a while. Now, yeah, there's a guy who, right. who lost his job. There's yeah. a difference between being benched and losing your job. Holy cow, he lost his job. Yeah, and Keith Taylor looks freaking great, doesn't he? I can't believe how fast that happened. It must have been happening for a while. It must yeah. have been happening in practice. Keith Taylor must have been outshining Jordan Miller every day in practice and making the plays that Jordan Miller – hasn't been making in the game. And once they found that little bit of reason to put Taylor in there, they jumped on it and he has not let go of that spot. And now that we're talking about him, he probably will. No, no. <laughs> don't, you know that's what? Only, that's you can bitch, right? you can bitch about, yeah, Jake Browning all you want right now. Don't, don't be a pessimist about, a cornerback that has come in and played outstanding. Okay. You know, I'm going to be positive. We're going to get to the, we had to get this. We had, this to get is the, the O negative, co- the, the O negative podcast. No, okay? no, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to move into the positive here in just a minute. We're almost <laughs> done with the net. We're almost done with our little argument. I mean, we made, so we're, we're still friends. We made it through. Basically all that you need to know is that as a fan, you have the right to be pissed off because you lost to a team that you shouldn't have lost to. Regardless if you agree with me or if you agree with Trevor, which nobody does, Shut up. It, it doesn't matter. You can be, you can be upset at, at anybody because we shouldn't have lost this game. But at the end of the day, Oregon dropped the ball again, Ooh. and we still hold our own destiny. And it's yep. okay. Yep. And that, that really is the bottom line is um, Oregon – Oregon had the key, the driver's seat ready to go. They were going to have a, a big lead over us that even if we ended up tying, they would beat us. Everybody else, it doesn't matter what they did because we can beat them. And if we beat them, we have essentially a two-game lead on them. So even though right now in league we're now 5-2, um, and two, right? 5-2. Yes. and two. Yes. Five and two it still means with Washington state having the one loss, if we beat them, if we both win out, which even though Washington lost to a terrible team, my bet is that both of us think they're not going to lose again. No. Until the apple cup. And that's where it's going to get dicey. Yes. So especially, especially in Pullman. Yeah. The best things, the best thing that we have going for us is Mike Leach. Exactly. And we'll get and we'll definitely start touching on that because that's that's pretty important. But man, um, Oregon had a chance. Stanford, we have this week. We'll be there. Yep. Yes, we're looking we will. For some, we're looking for somewhere to tailgate before. Um, so if you have a spot, let us know. We'll be there. We'll, and if you see us. We'll be wearing our fourth and inches hats. Yeah, say hi to say hi to us, man. We yep. appreciate it. And then we take care of Stanford. We're still in control. That's the, I saw that funny meme with like the old guy with the coffee next to the, the computer. And he's like looking at it. And then he looks up. It's like Washington controls its own destiny. 
<laughs> oh, Washington controls its own destiny. So we're switching from the negative to the positives. There was a tons of po- there was a lot of positives coming out of that game. First and foremost, we finally got pressure on the quarterback. We had four sacks in the game. Yeah. BBK, Greg, Levi, Jalen. Three of our four came from linemen. Yeah. Hey, man, Levi is picking it up, is he, isn't he? Oh, balling. He is I mean, out of control. It took you him, see him a little on bit. every play now. It took him a little bit too long, but once he started going, he's like a choo-choo train. <laughs> Once he started going, man, he's he's just not going to stop. You're, you're drinking the wrong water, Mister. <laughs> you sound like an angry choo-choo train. <laughs> what does he say? It looks like the choo-choo train had to come to the station. <laughs> yeah, he looks fantastic. Um, the the special teams needs to get fixed. But the defense is so freaking good. Hey, um, speaking of special teams, yeah. word on the street is that Chico's done. No, that's not word on the street. He is gone. He's done. Yeah, he, he says he left the team. Hang him up. Yeah, he said he's going to have to – he's dealing with some personal issues. So, I mean, as a, as a human being, man, I, I hope he's okay. I don't know what's going on in his life. But, you know, is this – him stepping away and then is he going to come back to it uh, uh with another school i don't know but i mean we wish him the best we we really liked chico he, he's had a really tough man he's had a hard he's had a hard hard year yeah and, so. and you almost wonder if that has something to do with it you know that's speculation um but he's been a little fumble happy and you almost wonder if he lost his spot that room's getting more crowded. Yeah, and so he just sees the writing on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, so. and that's too bad. Um, yeah, and I think the best the best news of the day is Washington still has the opportunity to go uh, win the Pac-12 North. And that's – now, as fans, we can look as far as we want. I hate that when fans are like, just focus on the next game. I'm like, man, I don't got to prepare for anything. I yeah. prepare a little bit for a podcast, but – yeah. On. Well, I can I can talk about 2020 if I want to. It doesn't matter what I do. They I do have all the time on that exactly. But this group is now focused on winning the North and the things that they have to do to get that goal completed, and that starts with Stanford. You know what they need to do to win the North, Trev? They need their two-headed monster back in a bad, bad way. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Holy cow! They need. They need Gaskins and Ahmed back yeah. so badly. Have you heard the rumors? Of no. Who's going to be back on Saturday? Uh, uh, um, uh, yeah, Trey Adams and yep. and um, the tight end. Miles Hunter Bryant, baby. Hunter Bryant, yep. Ooh, I hope that is true. I do too because this offense could use a spark. Oh, man, wouldn't that be something? You know, and and the rumor was is that they were going to be back last week, but they didn't want to burn a red shirt, so they didn't play him. Oops. Well, Bryant was in uniform. So was Gaskins too, wasn't he? Well, Gaskin was, and they said that he he was. I think they said on the on the on the telecast that he was available in limited reps. That wasn't true. He did if if he was, he would have played. Yeah. So hopefully he's there for the Stanford game. Um, you know, we said that uh, Kamari Pleasant wasn't didn't look like the guy. He looked pretty good. Um, he was the only uh, back that was able to produce much of anything on the ground last week. So you know, maybe you're going to see a lot of probably if Gaskin can't go, you're going to see that three headed monster with maybe Pleasant coming out as the feature back. I don't know. Um, yeah, man. I don't know what's Ackman. going on with Savon. Poof. I think he's still in disciplinary. Yeah, I've also heard maybe he might be dick- nicked up a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know, but he had, I mean, he had eight touches for negative two yards. I mean, he was, yeah. he did it's nothing. rough. And, and rough. I, and to be fair, a lot of that was because of the, the end arounds that didn't work. Yeah. Um. So 
we'll see. Uh, this this is not Stanford of old. This isn't hashtag party in the backfield. They're they don't have those big defensive linemen that they've had in the past that are been first round draft picks, Solomon Thomas, guys like that. This defense is not as good as it used to be. No. And no, I, I think, think they're that at, the offense they're... is going to take what happened to them last week, and hopefully they show some pride, stick their chest out, shove it down their throats, and Jake, hopefully he's on. Yeah, I mean, you, you touched up on it. I think, I think Stanford's defense has given up like 22 points a game this year. I mean, you, you could be right. I think I'm right. And, and we're only allowing 15. So, I mean, our defense is better than theirs. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say our offense is better than theirs. It depends on if we have. But 22 points is still pretty good if that's the case. Yeah. I mean, we're just averaging 15. Right. That's unreal. So, it's, it's, it, it, that's an unfair target to aim for, for other teams other than Washington. Do do we call this game against Stanford the disappointment bowl? <laughs> it's it's kind of weird that neither team is ranked going into it, right? I, I mean, Stanford started the year 4-0 and and then since has dropped three of the last four. And they should have lost they should have lost the game at Oregon. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was, so that they they the Ducks cooped that game. Oh, so bad. Don't steal my line. I invented that line. You you did not invent poop. <laughs> uh, you know, I just it, – it, it seems when, when we started the season, we circled the Stanford game and said, this is probably for the Pac-12 North. Yeah, now we bought tickets and everything. It still could be. If we win this game, it could still be for the Pac-12 North. But going into this game at the start of the year, we would have thought that this would have been two teams – that were either undefeated or had one loss, and it was a top 15 at worst matchup. Yeah, and, and you're thinking and that actually one of them is just playing spoiler because Stanford's close to being out of it. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they have the advantage on Oregon, but they're not catching WSU. No. So they're playing the role of spoiler. When was the last time Stanford played the role of spoiler? It's been a long, long time. It's been a few years. Since before Andrew Luck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, not, not just their defense is lacking this year, but their, their offense really isn't as spectacular as, as we thought it was going to be at the start of the year either. Well, they're trying you know, to they... run a Bryce Love offense with a broken-down Bryce Love. And yeah, he's done. And to let K.J. Costello do anything. Yeah, Last year, they averaged eight yards a rush. This year, they're at barely over – they're at four and a half. You know what Bryce Love is at? Like He's at about three point, Yeah. Yeah, and, and last year, his, his, his yards before contact was at like five. This year, it's at like one. Foster, if you want to transfer somewhere where they'll develop you, we'll take you back, buddy. Come on in, man. Yeah, that offensive line is suspect for the first time in forever. Yeah, they're they're not giving the lanes, and it's kind of. I mean, I, I I don't know if it's exposing Bryce Love as much as it is just he's getting hit in the backfield so much that he can't get going. And like you said, I think he's still. I I, I just think he's worn down. He was nicked up last year he's when he should have won the Heisman. Again. Yeah, I mean, he just they're they're. They're using the heck out of him. And I, I wondered if that was going to happen. Shaw kind of has treated him like Saban treats his running backs, where he just 35 carries a game for 12 straight weeks and just beats them up. And, you know, it's I, I kind of like I'm more privy to Peterson's 15 a game and keeping them fresh until you need them. Um, but. If you're so, here's a question for you. If actually, I'm going to save that one for later. Um, <laughs> all right. So, are you? Do you? Are, is that all you got on uh, Stanford? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think um, I, I think it's good that we get some home cooking yeah. this week. I think we definitely need. I'm really interested to see what the fan base is going to do. Is the fan base going to rally behind 
the team and understand that this team is still in a position to go to a Rose, uh, a Pac-12 championship and a Rose Bowl? Or is this team going to jump onto the boo train and once they see a little bit of struggle in the offense, are we going to hear the boo birds? I'm, I'm really, really, more than before, I'm excited to go to this game because I'm really interested to see what happens this week, especially with the fans. If, if, the, if the Washington offense comes out and is poor the first few drives, will you be a boo bird? No, God, no. I will never, ever boo bird any team I buy tickets for. I don't think I've ever done that either. I've never booed at a team that I love. And I don't think uh, – I have – I don't think loyal fans should boo. I don't know, man. I mean, it's it, – I heard a really – and this is going to – if any if any fans out there know who Bobo Braden is, you probably wouldn't be excited that I'm mentioning him on a Husky podcast. But Bobo Braden said, as a fan of a team, you have the right to critique. And that – I can't – I'm not going that to be a That is completely – that's completely different than booing your team. No, that is exactly what it is. You're critiquing them by showing them your displeasure. And I disagree again with you. And that's fine. And I'm not, and again, I'm not going to be a booer, but I'm not going to tell fans that decide that they're frustrated to, to, to act in a certain way. They can boo. They paid tickets. Why um, do you want to spend your money? to go to an event where you want to boo the people that you're cheering for. Because some people aren't, uh, you know, as positive as me. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm really excited to see. I, I don't know if excited is the word. I'm really interested to see how the fans react this week. Because I think that's going to be a really telling sign of – I mean – I, I guess it's good that our fans can boo where we're at right now because that means that we're back, right? Yeah. Our fans expect us to be really, really good. And when we're not, they're going to boo. And that's better than us finally cheering when our team does something right, you yeah. know? Yeah, and, and that's probably a pretty good way to say it. Um, again, we won't be booing. We will be there, and we will be loud, and I hope that – we, we fill the stands, and I hope that we're loud. When I saw – I looked the other day. I saw 2,000 tickets left. That's a lot of tickets. I mean, out of 73,000? That's not a lot of tickets. There you go. I know that we're, we're – and I don't know how the fire marshal in Utah does it, but we're second in the Pac-12 in attendance at 99% capacity. But down at uh, down in Salt Lake City, they they packed it 103 percent. Apparently, <laughs> I don't understand how that works. How you can pack more? You can only give 100 percent. Yeah, but capacity. I guess you can sneak a couple more more of them warm bodies in, huh? I guess so. Well, that's cool for them. But yeah, I, I'm expecting I'm expecting it to be loud. I'm I'm expecting people to still back this team because regardless of where their ranking is, if they take care of business, if rankings matter to you, it shouldn't because we're not going to win the national championship, but we will finish ranked and we will, we still have a shot at a major bowl. So I, I expect people to be there. We, we have a shot at one major bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Rose bowl or, or we're going to an Alamo bowl. I mean, that's yes. kind of where we're at. So and I will not be traveling to the Alamo. I remember the Alamo. I will not go to the Alamo. <laughs> you do not remember the Alamo. Sure I do. You, were, <laughs> you weren't alive during the Alamo. You weren't Man, it's there. It's history. <laughs> yeah, but you don't remember it. It says you remember, remember the Alamo. Dude. You remember 9-11. You don't remember the Alamo. Who was the famous guy that died at the Alamo? Chuck Berry. Man, it's John Bowie. Come on now. <laughs> Chuck Berry, isn't that like a comedian? <laughs> it's a guitarist, bro. Oh yeah, I don't listen to music. Singer, guitar, you know. Whatever. All you right. don't listen to you don't listen to music while you're running on your treadmill indoors white collar? I run outdoors <laughs> and I don't like it when it's wet out. 
That's why the dad bod is the dad bod is still strong. <laughs> the dad bod runs strong with this one. Yeah. That's the other thing too. If you see two dad bods walking around in, in a husky podcast, that, then you know it's us. Well, it could be either that or our dads. <laughs> there could be potentially four dad bods walking around with fourth and inches hats on. And then my super in shape brother in law. Jerk. Yeah. He doesn't have kids yet, so he's allowed to. Fact. <laughs> um, okay, so this week, uh, I, Justin from the uh, from our Oregon podcast texted me. All he said was the Pac-12 is drunk at like 1130 at night. What a weird week in the Pac-12, huh? Team yeah. three were counted out. They win. Nothing hey, makes I'm back on the Arizona train. The only thing that's still consistent is Clay Helton's probably going to get fired. Yeah. But other than that, dude, I, here's my notes. Utah is taking control of the South. Uh, Arizona's still only one game back, my oh, friend. Hey, hold the phone. OSU got themselves in the winner's column. Who did they beat? They beat Colorado in overtime. They beat Colorado in Colorado. Holy cow! So he, they tried to. I'm gonna. I, this is probably a word, but they tried to be it. So <laughs> they they scored the touchdown to tie the game with like less than a minute left and missed the extra point. Holy cow! Had to go to no overtime to had to go to overtime, and they still somehow won it. That's incredible. Yep. Herm gets his win against SC. Um, SC is done. They're out, man. That's yep. that's it. Nighty night. Yep. Which is helping us because we've landed two recruits that were supposed to go there. So I heard some people that I trust say the only scary thing about the firing of Clay Helton is they they hire a coach and everybody gets all excited because it's this hot coach. And everybody starts believing, and then they get the recruits. The one thing that helps us is the early signing period, and Washington's going to lock down those SC guys before they get an opportunity to jump ship uh, in the late signing period. Yep. So that's good for us. Um, The Cougs are number eight in the um, college football playoff rankings. The first one came out today, and they were ranked eighth, and the the only other Pac-12 team that's ranked is – Utah. Anything to say about Wazoo's win against Stanford or where they're at in the polls? That was a really good win against Stanford. I still think they're rated a little too high. I think they're around the 10 spot. But good for them for not falling off the face of the earth after a big win. Yeah, that's a really good point. They went into Stanford after, you know, having college game day and having a big party and – and, you know, getting the biggest winner of Wazoo's uh, entire career. But they they went back to work and they went to Stanford and they took care of business. Good for them. Nice. And then my last one, of course, is Arizona might just be okay. They might just be okay. It's, it seems to me like they might be better without the video game. He, no, he played this week. Oh, he did? Yeah, he actually looked healthy. Huh. Never mind then. I could have swore it was the other guy still. No, no, Tate. I for some reason my wife didn't even watch the game. She's not super duper feeling well, so she went to bed, and I ended up watching most of the game. And Did he put up video game numbers? Um, I don't have them here, and my wife took my phone, so I can't look them up. But yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure he had a pretty good game. He looked efficient. He looked healthy. He got towards the end in the second half somewhere. It looked like he might have tweaked it a little bit, but he was still effective. Um, Oregon just looked awful. That them beating Oregon helped us out major. Oh yeah, that's that's the reason why we're still thinking that a Pac-12 North championship is in reach is because Oregon went out and laid an egg. Hang on, I got Cleo Tate's numbers right here. All right. Khalil Tate, 19 for 33, 189, three touchdowns, one pick. Those three touchdowns are big. Yes. I mean, not a huge day. Yeah. 
JJ Taylor ran for 212 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he was he was pretty big. They really yeah. had a hard time stopping him. Yeah. All right, top three, bottom three. Okay. Summer Olympic sports. Man, I really wish you would have said the winter. Okay, but, winter uh, Olympics. No, 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 no. Well, okay. Olympic sports. I don't care which which season. <laughs> okay. I love the Olympic hockey. Oh, yeah, that is pretty good. I do love the Olympic hockey. Um, I love speed skating. Yeah. And I love curling. <laughs> it's a sport it that is... us athletes can do. <laughs> exactly. Like, it is so much fun to watch because – I remember in the last Winter Olympics, it just looked like a guy was just drinking a beer and like mopping in front of the, the <laughs> thing. I'm and sure I was like, there's this more, guy's... anybody who listens to this podcast who cur- who curls is like these guys are idiots. And yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally oblivious on how the scoring even works. But yep. I love watching it. There's rocks and ice and brooms. <laughs> works for me. Yep. What's your bottom? Probably, I mean, it's probably got to be some stuff in the Summer Olympics, like the uh, long jump, triple jump. And I'm not a big triathlon guy. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, what about you? So, for me, the ones that I like, I really like the, um, the swimming events for a short. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. You know, especially when you get those names, maybe not Ryan Lochte, but um, I get down. I, I love Michael Phelps. Um, I really like the relays that they do. Those are cool. The, the way that they can get so much distance off the wall, I think, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I love I really like hockey and then I like downhill skiing. Downhill like, skiing as in the, like the top. The slalom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, what I don't like I is I, I'm not a big fan of um, golf. I don't did like they do that. They do. They just, they just started doing that, didn't they? Yeah, and I didn't like it. I didn't like – I don't like tennis being in there either. No. I like tennis. I like tennis and golf for what they are like the major championships, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, I, honestly, basketball is not that fun for me. Cause it's, it's just why, why am I watching the Americans <laughs> destroy everybody? Yeah. There was a little while though, where they didn't. Yeah. That was the Allen Iverson led. <laughs> yeah. Say that Horrible. one doesn't count. Um, no. I like competitive games. I'll say a dark horse one that I like is like team handball that doesn't get played very much in America. Those guys are nuts. They need to do summertime Olympic cornhole. I I mean, if I'm pretty sure I'd be on that team. If now it's a big, if, if curling is in there, why can't we have cornhole? Right. And again, all the all the curlers out there are pretty mad at us right now. <laughs> but I mean, it would be so much fun for me to be in a summertime Olympic at cornhole because I could literally drink my beer and be an Olympic athlete at the same time. And you could live in athletes' village for like two months. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot of really underrated uh, underrated events that we don't see here in America because we don't really play those sports. Um. There's some really terrible ones, too. I, I saw some dressage, which is like horse dancing. Um, I've also seen trampolining, which I'm happy those aren't being played. But yeah. some, of, some of the badminton that's played there is pretty cool, too, man. Those guys I, See, see I've never like, seen that. Oh, I'd, like to, I'd like to see that. Yeah, you got to dig deep into the foreign channels. Okay, so we're going to move into our pick section. But first, we got to update the standings. And I have taken a commanding lead. Of uh, one game? Yes. How'd you... Uh, 33 and 30 <sighs> versus 32 and 31. Who did I mess up on? Uh, You messed up... Oh, who'd you mess up on? Who'd I take? You took USC. Oh. Uh, 
and I took Arizona State. I think there was so, a couple what, that we how'd you how'd you how'd you pull two games on me then? I if... did. We were tied. Oh, we were tied. Dang it. Yep. Okay. So I am now, as of right now, you are a much poorer person because right now you owe me two jerseys, which I'm okay with. Why do I owe you two jerseys? Because I'm also beating you in the South rankings as well. Ugh. All right, so let's move into the picks for this week. See if we can uh, keep this trend going. That Trevor train all the way to victory. Get on the train and ride it. <laughs> That's uh, twice we've made that on this podcast. That's horrible. There's a lot of this. Maybe this is the locomotive podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. We got Colorado at Arizona. Arizona is favored by three points. Jake, what say you? I'm back on the train. Oh, you, <laughs> you're off the wagon, huh? I'm back on the Arizona train, baby. Give me, your, give me a wildcat growl. Rawr. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, pretty good, huh? So just so everybody knows, that was Trevor. <laughs> yes, it was. And I'm also on the wildcat train. Dang it. Yep. Next up, we have Utah at Arizona State. Utah is favored by seven points. Jake, what do you got? This is the Trevor Bowl. Yep. <laughs> so I'd like to know I what get both of them, right? <laughs> you win. You win regardless. Uh, I'm picking Utah to win big. Yeah, I am as well. Uh, next up, we have UCLA at Oregon. Oregon is favored by seven and a half. Oregon to win big. All right. We finally disagree. I have UCLA, the chipster, going into Autzen and reminding everybody why they were good for a period of time. Is because <laughs> That'd be, I'd be okay with losing that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be too. All right. Then we have USC headed to Oregon State. SC is favored by 15 and a half. Jake, I don't want to pick this game at all because I don't know. I know. That's a lot of points for a really bad USC team. I know. Vegas is so good at this garbage. I uh, I had USC to barely cover, but I don't know if I can take 15 and a half. I'm going to take Oregon State. I did too. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, next up, we have Cal at WSU. Cal, uh, WSU is favored by 10. Yeah, and I'm picking them to cover and crush the spirits of Cal and Wilcox. I totally agree. Stop. Sorry. And then I think we're going to agree on this one. Is L Stanford going to UW? UW is favored by 10. Jake, what do you got? I don't know if we're going to. You're going to take Stanford? I'm going to take Stanford to cover. I'm going to take Washington to win. There you have it, folks. Jake not only thinks Stanford is going to win, but he wants Jim Mora as our next head coach. <laughs> oh, God. It's so bad. <laughs> Does Nick Montana hmm. still have any uh, eligibility? Bring him back. Okay. Oh, man. So, who is your offensive MVP? Wait, so who'd you pick in the Stanford UW game? Oh, I took the UW. Okay. I'm I'm a blind homer, dude. I don't – I can't I – can't I, I know it. I mean, we just have not covered in so long. We haven't. We, we lose that game. We always lose the UW spread. So, you know, one of us is going to win it this week. So, there's the good stuff. <laughs> That's the good news. Cool. All right. Jake. Who's your offensive MVP? Uh, Jake Browning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you said you sound so not convinced. No, I just hope you're right, man. Like I'm rooting. I, I'm on. I'm that's, Jake right now. I, I, I. That's why I'm picking Jake is because I want him to be the MVP of this game. I want him to prove that he is the starting quarterback of this team. Okay. Who'd you pick? Um, I will take Aaron Fuller because it's going to be one of those. I'm hoping that it's one of those dominant games where those two, he has over 100 yards and a touchdown. That means Jake's throwing for at least 200, 250 yards on the, on, through the air. 
That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I should have picked Hunter Bryant. I hope he plays. It'll be limited. Yeah. So I don't um, know if you could really call that an MVP. What about your defensive MVP? We've ruled out BBK for being a defensive MVP, right? Yeah, it's not fair. Okay. I think it's going to be somebody on the defensive line. I, I'm going to go with the hot hand and I pick. You. I know Levi exactly who you're going to take. Onwuzurike. You can't take him if you can't say his name right. Onwuzurike. Dang it. Suck it. I'm so pissed. That's who I was going to take. <laughs> pick somebody else. Greg Gaines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're both picking D tackles. Yep. Greg Gaines had 10 tackles on the day. So. I, I, I just think if we're going to win this game, the defense is going to have to stop the run, and it's going to have to start with the defensive line. Yeah. And I think they're going to. Yeah. I just – you don't think as much as me. <laughs> and that's okay. We, we need negative Nancys in our life. That was you earlier in the podcast. Dude, that was collective Husky Nation. Sure. So, I think we're in for a treat. I I don't want people to give up on this team. They're still good to come. And, uh, you know, if not this year, then there's, you know, next. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to say – you know, we'd love, we'd love to meet you guys. We love the fan interaction. If you guys want to send us any questions, we're happy to answer them. Uh, just send either Jake or I a private message on Facebook or Instagram. We'll absolutely read it on the air and we'll figure that out. Um, if you guys are tailgating, we'd love to come join you. Um, it's going to be a blast this weekend. We're going to have fun. If you like the podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star review and leave a go dogs. Go dogs.